Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. But I, I don't really think they do. You know, how do we judge it? You know, I think it's based on a lot of successes. You think people are tough. But I think the failures kind of help those, uh, help you become better in the moments when you become successful, you know? Yeah. So I guess my whole thing is I'm pretty honest with myself, you know? So, like, if I finish, you know, fifth last week and you know, on the surface, it would look like I was mentally tough coming back from a miscut, you know, but certain points in that round, I know what's inside and that's not mentally tough, if you know what I'm saying. This podcast, 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness, is brought to you by our sponsor, SOS Rehydrate. It's an organic drink mix as effective as an IV drip. It's proven by science and used by elite athletes only the best will do for elite athletic performance. So for all your hydration needs, our listeners today get 15% off if you enter the code mental toughness at INeedSOS.com. This episode is brought to you by Some Sleep. Go to getsome.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-M.com. We all deserve a better night's sleep. You drink one can 30 minutes before bed, and it's that simple. This awesome blend lets you not only fall asleep fast, but then wake up feeling absolutely refreshed, not hungover or foggy. You're gonna absolutely love this product. In fact, if you go to getsome.com and enter in the promo code Dr. Rob Bell, D-R-R-O-B-B-E-L-L, you get 10% off. Guarantee you're gonna love this product. Go there right away. Today, uh, I've known for quite a few years from uh, before college, watching him play golf. I was always, always amazed at watching this guy practice because he wouldn't just hit a whole bunch of balls. Always had a purpose to his practice. Um, our, our guest today has uh, recently won on the Web.com Tour. He's gonna to be a PJ Tour rookie in 2019. Um, he's had a lot of uh, ups and downs throughout his career, played on the, uh, the Asian tour, had his web.com tour status, um, lost his status, had to go back to Q school. Um, I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but was uh, all Big Ten at IU. And uh, I just, I'm really looking forward to this interview today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Chase Wright. Chase, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Hey, one question. What is mental toughness to you? I, I like to think of it as being you, being the best version of yourself you could be, and even in trying times, you kind of stick to whatever plan you may have that you're trying to, you know, whatever goal you're trying to pursue, you, you stick to that and you stick to uh, your process of getting there. You know, because it just seems like, especially like you watch golf on TV or anything, you know, we judge mental toughness based on, it's always on people being successful. It's, it's never people that fail, you know. I mean, you can you can still be mentally tough because you're trying to be the best version of yourself, right? And maybe maybe something just doesn't go your way. That doesn't mean you're not tough. Um, 
So I think that's kind of a misconception with mental toughness to me, at least. So just because I, I try to be the same guy, you know, you got to be the same guy every day and be the best you can be to yeah. be tough and successful, you know. Or you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. So what about that? I mean, because you you're you're all American, uh, all Big Ten at, at IU, and um, I mean, you, you know, you have a successful year on Web.com, and then you have a really really difficult year. Right. Um, how to go back to Q school and make it through Q school? Um, you know, having gone through that, what did that experience? What did you learn? Um. See, it's just kind of. I feel like I learned things, but it all came down to patience and attitude. It, my game never changed, you know, maybe just the perception of playing the game um, and just feeling fortunate enough to be doing it and having just kind of a better grasp on that. Because I came out of college, which was ups and downs as well, you know, I've gotten better at each step, but, you know, there's certain points where, you know, I really... I wouldn't call it struggling. A lot of people struggle their first couple of years in college, just adjusting to everything. And you know, you're the younger, younger talent out there. And then by your senior year, you know, you know where you should be if you're good enough. And I put myself in that position. And I had two good years in the Web.com tour, but I, I, I was always disappointed. You know, I was never satisfied um, because I was fairly close each year to my card. And I think. I think that kind of wore on me, and I, I tried to get better, and I got worse, you know, because I was trying to be too perfect. I was worrying too much about my golf game instead of just the mentality I should take when I play the game. So go go along that route, because you hear that a lot. Like, so what what happened? What'd you do? Oh, I mean, I, I probably had, you know, 10 people each week looking at me, playing, watching me play, hit balls, putting, you know. By the time I got to the tournament, I was either worn out or just, like, scatterbrained, you know. <laughs> And now I get in a tournament and I feel like I'm competing more, you know, like I'm just using my athleticism and knowledge of the game and not as rattled as some people get. You know, you hit a bat. I mean, I won and I probably hit three or four of the worst shots I've hit in competition in a long time in the final round. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I went and got them up and down, you know. So, I mean, I missed the green from 100, like with a 9-iron in my hand, just ugly twice and I just went up chipped it to about a foot one time and about six feet the next time and just kind of went about my business and that's kind of where I get to just being you you know you can't you can't play your competition or try to be somebody else um, I do the things I do well and that's what puts me in these positions and that's why I succeed not because I try to be like you know somebody else out here at the PGA Tour yeah, I mean, I'm just having a blast playing golf right now and feel like I can win. You know, you always think you can win, but now I know I can, right? Yep. And, you know, last weekend I made the turn and won over on a pretty easy golf course the final round, and I was very frustrated. I think I was getting more frustrated because of outside things. You know, I was playing with a guy that was a little slow, and you know how the stuff kind of irritates you sometimes. I just kind of... Got to the 10th tee, kind of calmed down, and I shot 630 on the back to finish tied for fifth. So, I mean, that's mentally tough. But I would, I would have been proud of, you know, one or two under, you know, just getting back under par and knowing that I did everything I could to give myself a chance to shoot six under, but I just happened to shoot it, you know. Yeah. So, so. like when you mention uh, 
your patience and your attitude? Like, like what did you do? How did you work on that? Huh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> right. Because, you know, you're competitive and you want to be, you know, you go up to Canada and that's where it kind of started, right? At least after the tough year in 16 on the web.com, I went up to Canada and didn't get off to a really good start. And it was kind of just like, hey, just just try to relax and play. So I was playing good golf at home, but I get in tournaments and it was like just up and down, lots of birdies, lots of bogeys for no reason at all. I mean, my game wasn't any different. So somehow I just kind of tried to get this calmness about me every time I played and just kind of believed in each shot and the pieces just kind of fell where they needed to fall. Like, it was weird when I won up there the entire week, like I did not worry once about winning, losing. I just, I kind of knew I was going to win. And if I didn't win, I knew it was going to be the best I could play that week or I put myself in the position to play the best, you know. And it just happened I won and that kind of propelled me to finish the last three tournaments out there pretty strong and get back to the web and even this year, I mean, I've had some trying times this year. I shot 83 in the second round of the year <laughs> and came back the next week and I had 11 under through three days and I was 11 under with four holes to play and had a big number and it was just kind of, you just kind of keep getting punched in the face, you know. <laughs> but, now, wait a second, that first, that first round of that tournament though, you played well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was tied for the lead through right. 19 holes of the tournament, and I missed the cut. And then I, I, you know, that was, and it was all in, like, four shots. Like, so that was really frustrating. And, you you know, you're in the Bahamas, you're in a foreign place, and you've got all this time, right? I think I had an extra day because of the way those tournaments started. So now you're like, all right, we're not going to get back on, uh, one of my coaches calls it the hamster wheel. You know, when you're searching, mm-hmm. you're, just, you're like a hamster, just searching. And I'm like, you can't be doing this again. So just kind of relax, practice maybe a day or two before we went over there. And really wasn't even that comfortable going to the next tournament, but I I just competed so much better. I, I treated myself better. You know, I worked with my caddy better. It was just like my morning routine was better. I, I think that stuff plays a huge part in success in anything right yeah um, like i'm a big believer in like organization and you know cleanliness i don't i mean it's kind of weird but um some people call it ocd but it's not it's not that bad but i just think it helps me do the best i can be be the best i can be and even after that you know i was going into mexico i probably made like seven thousand dollars and i finished tied for third so it just momentum building stuff and you know and you just you, you learn to react to it in the way that I used to I used to just be like oh you know I'm never going back to Q school you know I missed my car barely I'm gonna come out next year guns blazing and that's what I did my second year you know I finished third in like the second event and it was just that mentality that there's no worries there's not much stress you know you're not creating any more problems than you already have which is mainly our problem in society, right? <laughs> we so, always created a lot more problems than we have. <laughs> so you, you kind of mentioned like your morning routine. I mean, one of the things we talked about this year was kind of, uh, you know, one thing I adopted in my life, but I want to let you kind of take it. I mean, what what did you end up, what did you start doing uh, kind of in the evening to unwind and how is that, how is that help? 
Yeah. Um, the morning isn't like it's important. I mean, I wake up always like three hours before I play and just kind of do my shower and stretching and, you know, listen to some music on the way to court. It's nothing serious, but I started doing these Epsom salt baths in the evenings, listening to some podcasts that I would learn something from or just kind of take in things. Not that it was, you know, mind blowing stuff, but I was doing something productive at night and it just became this ritual that I was just kind of addicted to. <laughs> I mean, it, it's every night. I mean, I, I just bought some today. <laughs> I'm going to do some tonight. And, um, is this any kind of Epsom salts that you'd buy? And yeah, yeah, I had this masseuse in Indy that kind of was working with a lot of Colts players and yep. told them about it. And you put a lot more than they say, you know, you put the whole bag in there. Right. And it just helps get the lactic acid out of your body and helps release the soreness in your muscles. And so I kind of adopted that about a year ago. And any chance I get, I do one, especially before competition. And then recently, I just bought uh, some compression boots that kind of do the same. It's the same concept, so it's kind of easier to do if you don't have a tub or anything. But like I like that. the I like the Epsom salt approach, man. So you would, too, yeah. so so you'd put on a podcast, and then uh, what? How did that help you? You know, I think it's just uh, instead of staring at your phone, laying in bed, or you know, watching TV, which I do enough of. You know, I mean, I like to watch. Don't don't get me wrong. I like to watch Netflix and stuff like that. But I think it just, it's like, it's like a meditation, right? Um, you know, I could just lay there and I could feel my body getting better. And I was listening to, you know, very successful people talk about their ups and downs yep. and knowing that I'm not the only one that's had them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what people get wrong a lot too. We always hear about people's successes, but nobody ever talks about, you know, the deep, dark times when, you know, a billionaire started out with nothing you know they only talk about how he got how he has this you know so I think I think it just helped just kind of release some tension or anxiety and it's working and fill your mind at the same time that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, so one of the things that we always talk about is, is definitely that hinge moment so you know those that one moment, one person, sometimes one event that makes all the difference in our lives. What is, what's a hinge moment that you can share? Hmm. Um, gosh. I mean, hmm. I, I remember that the first time I got to the one.com tour, I, I got through Q school by a couple shots and you know, my dad was out there, and one of my main guys from Callaway that got me in all of it. It was it was kind of a cool moment because I had I played pretty well in college, and I struggled for about a year. Went to Asia, and I signed up on the last possible day for Q school, and got all the way through. And I just remember like that night and a few hours after that. You know, it was just like the most rewarding thing that I'd done up to that point, and. I just think that was a huge step in my career to get me to where I am today, you know, regardless of how I did after that. It was just kind of overcoming that huge hurdle that you just never quite know when you get out of college if you can do or not, and I just did it. So, and then of course, you know, winning a few weeks ago was, you know, I mean, that's as good as it gets, right? But I, I feel like that Q School in California, I mean, it was, it was a very cool moment. Yeah, nice, man. 
You know, in terms of like when you when you won that event on uh, back on the web.com tour. Yeah. Um, different kind of question because you know we talk about like successes and nobody wants to talk about the failures. Um, obviously, I can imagine you in your professional career one of the best feelings ever. Uh, how long did that feeling last? And being a driven person as you are, when when did it turn into focusing on the next thing? Can you, can you talk to us about that process? Yeah, well, it's weird because, I mean, I don't know how it is with other people, but I, I would have rather played the next week, you know? I had the week off and it was my birthday, so I played golf like twice, just kind of shut it down and um, just kind of enjoyed it with a bunch of friends and family. And it, it, it's sunk in, but it's really just kind of, you know, there's so much more still to play for. So I think come, you know, the end of August when I get my card, I think it'll really be, you know, come full circle. But it was kind of weird at the end of that week when I went to Wichita. I'm like, gosh, gotta do it again, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, and then you go back to getting back in your routine. But um, gosh, I mean, it, what, a, what a great feeling. And just the way I did it in that kind of style was, you know, so, awesome for me, and as a player and a competitor and a you know driven individual to to just stand up and hit some of those shots I did was so just awesome. Walk, walk us through that. So those that obviously weren't there and weren't following, walk us through yeah, yeah. How, how that how that took place. Um, well, you know, I, I didn't really know much on the back nine. I knew I was right there. Everybody was clustered. You know, there was probably five people tied for the lead at one time. And, like I said, I got a few balls up and down that I needed to and made a few birdies on the par fives. And I had a, I got to 17 and it was myself and Alex Prue tied for the lead. He was on 18. I hit it to uh, a little push out there to 80 feet and up and over this ridge. And, you know, I'm sure nobody thought I was going to two putt this thing. It, it was, it, it looked pretty nasty. And, I just was like, there's no way you're going to get to this position again and let yourself, not give yourself the best chance to get this thing up and in. And I hit a good first putt, but it came up six feet short. And it was like downhill right to left. And all I was thinking about, I had a buddy tell me the night before I was missing some short putts. And he's like, dude, you, you putt it so well. just." Don't get in your own way and stare down at a dimple on the ball and just stroke it. And it goes where you want to every time. And I just plowed this thing right in the hole and had to kind of calm myself down before I got to 18. Nice. And hit two great shots in regulation, hit a great putt, did everything I wanted to do, and went to the playoff. And I uh, stuck it to four feet on the second playoff hole, 18 again, to win the tournament. So you had that little little conversation with yourself kind of on 17? Yeah, yeah, and as soon as I hit it, you know, I was just like, all right, this is it, you know? I mean, you gotta step up, calm yourself down, and just kind of pick the target and let it go like I did all week. I think I missed five fairways for the whole week, and that was all mental, because I had been really struggling all year hitting fairways, and I just kind of set up and I let it go. There was there was no fear in any of my swings in the last four holes. How did you get to that point? What'd you do? Because we always well, talk, I mean, we always talk it, about that, right? Not not having fear, not having apprehension. Yeah, I mean, it's a hard. I think it's the hardest thing in the world to do um, because that's what the game tries to trick you into doing, right? Um, 
but it's kind of like I touched on earlier, you know, you got to just be the best version of yourself and just be you. And that's what I did that week. I was just me. I didn't let anybody else, you know, affect my game. I just played my game where my ball ended up. It was how I would approach it, and, you know, it worked out. That's nice, man. I love yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, I got done, and I, like, you know, you get done with those things, and it's funny, you know, they just shove the camera right in your face. And I think all I said was, and I got a bunch of stuff on Twitter about it, I was just like, I'm just so damn proud of myself. You know, I almost felt bad just for thanking myself, but it was true because I had been in that position probably three or four times before, and those last four holes would have been, you know, I would have three-putted one of them or, you know, missed a short one because I was like, oh, you got to make this to, to stay in it, you know. And instead of doing that, I just went back to my plan where I read the putt and I just hit it where I want to and it's gonna, you know, if it goes in, it, you know, it goes in. If not, at least you did everything you could to let it go in. So being in that, um, you know, in that same kind of situation, you know, times before, did you learn from the situations? I mean, did you, did you have to go through those in order to? Yeah, I mean, kind of. That, that I, I think it's, I'm not big on the whole experience and learning from it. I, I think you do, but it's not like you can carry over what I did two and a half years ago into right. that Sunday round, you know? I mean, there's so much golf in between then. And sure. It's, it's just like a discipline of just, if you're just disciplined in your, the way you think and approach it, I, I really think it becomes a lot easier than what we make it, you know? Because your heart's racing, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on, but you can't control any of that. You can only control what, I mean, look, you did it pretty dang well for, 70 holes why not do it for two more they mean the same amount you know but just because you're at the top of the leaderboard and there's only six players left why change what you did why change what you're doing now instead of just do what got you there and so staying disciplined with with yeah. your mind uh talk about that a little bit yeah i mean you know i have my kind of mental routine before each shot and if i catch it speeding up or slowing down, you know, you just gotta kind of reset and, and go back to it. Um, I guess it's probably, it's a little different with, you know, putting and short game, but uh, it all kind of revolves around just being confident and coming to a very good conclusion about what you're hitting and what you want to do with this thing instead of like, uh, I don't know which club it is, you know, you're talking it over and you just kind of pick one. No, I want it to be, this is it, you know, this is going to be the club and just let it go and and you got to live with the result after that. But we're pretty smart, so it usually works out. It doesn't work out when you get indecisive and you kind of, okay, I'm going to flip this one or, you know, guide this one up there. That's when you get tricky situations. But there was none of that really in my last few holes of that tournament. Yeah. I love that though, man, especially discipline to your, your process. Yeah, it's hard to do, but when you do it, it uh, good things happen. When it um, when it comes to mental toughness, and you know, if you were to share with individuals in terms of like, hey, this is what you need to know when it comes to mental toughness, what what would you share with people? Hmm. Um. Gosh. I I think. 
I think you got to be you more than anything. You know, don't don't try to manufacture it. Um, and you got to find what works best for you. Like what works for me may not work for you when it comes to the toughness. But it's hard for me to explain because I've been through so much with it. You know, playing high school, college, and professional. How do, how do you get to? So if I'm if I'm individual listening to this and I'm like, okay, I got to get to me. Like, what what does that mean? What do I take and how do I find that out? Yeah, well, I like to look back on, you know, good times and bad times, what my thoughts were, you know, I journal quite a bit so I can have ideas of what went right and what went wrong okay. and start the situation. So you kind of highlight those positives and negatives and you're going to see common themes, right? When, when stuff goes wrong, okay, I've doubted myself here or I'm, I'm allowing my nerves to kick in here. Well, when stuff goes right, there's there's still nerves. Like that's a, that's not a bad thing, right? It's just how do we deal with that? You know, are we scared? You know, you can't be scared at anything. You know, um, most people are uh, afraid to fail instead of afraid to succeed. You know, they want to succeed but they don't want to fail. Right. So, um, my advice would be, you don't don't be afraid to fail. It's not a bad thing. You know, especially in what I do fail all the time technically besides when you win <laughs> and uh right so, so I, I think that's, that's a big thing, thing you know no, no fear how um in terms of like the discipline how did you or, or what's one thing do you think really leads to that not being afraid um well for me it just kind of started in my struggles when I was being afraid, <laughs> I learned how to not be afraid. Um, whether it was at home playing with my buddies when I play good a lot, you know, because there's no, there's no consequences. Um, and I just started taking that to my practice and to my competition. And it wasn't like lighting in a bottle where it changed overnight, but, you know, it trended in the right direction. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple weeks later, you win one. And then now it's like, okay. <laughs> Why not do it again? <laughs> and it's funny how it just kind of comes in bunches, right? <laughs> once you once you get a good feeling and you get some good stuff going on, and it goes back to the attitude and the way you approach it, I think it's just bigger than anything. I mean, you know, because when you're playing good, you can't really have a bad attitude, but why not have that when you're not playing so well? Because there's really no reason why we should play bad, you know? I mean. I feel like we only play really bad when you let yourself do that. You know, I mean, there's there's too many opportunities out there to consistently play poorly. You know, without being a detriment to yourself. I mean, that's it's easy to do when you do that. But if you have the right attitude and the right mindset, you know, you can get away with tons of bad shots and tons of you know wrong play, not not wrong plays, but you know, you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Is um, do you learn? Did you learn more from your successes, or do you think you learned more from your setbacks? Um, right now, my successes are helping me a lot. Uh, just finally knowing I can, knowing I've done it, and you know, nobody can take that away from me. Nobody, you know, I'm the only person that knows how I was feeling coming down the stretch, and it felt great, you know. And you know, I'd be I'd be honest with myself and realized that I wasn't feeling great, I, I would tell myself that and try to find a way to change that, which is hard, but um, I just knew 
you can't really control your golf ball, right? You know, you know. But I knew it was going some good places, and if I didn't get in my way and just kind of breathed and walked <laughs> and made the right decisions, you know, good things were going to happen. And so right now, I'm riding high on successes, but I know what it feels like to fail miserably and what, why that happened, I guess. Uh, so I know, you know. Right now, my plan would be not to change a dang thing and just keep playing golf, you know, and enjoying it and just competing. Um, so it, it's just been a lot of fun the last few weeks, but all year, really. I mean, I've played some good golf most of the year and can definitely pick apart things early in the year that helped me finish off that Ivanhoe tournament and finish off last weekend. Yeah. With, um, what's it Even like? Even finish, like, you know, I, I, I've, I finished like 38th one time this year and I was just ecstatic, you know. I was pumped up for the next week because I knew it was coming, you know. I knew I was battling, I knew my game was close. And that's kind of, I did that in Raleigh too, right before I won. I finished like 30th, I think, and it was the same deal. You just knew it was coming and you just got to be patient, you know. You can't, you can't just birdie the first, you know, 10 holes, you know. Sometimes we think you can win these tournaments in the first round or the first you can't even win them in the first three and a half rounds you know <laughs> it's a it's a collective thing and you just got to get out of your own way and let it happen yeah well i know that was one of the things that we we touched on like at nashville just kind of walking with you those holes about yeah. how, how you know you were basically telling me to remind yourself it was the patience and, and attitude piece right because of how yeah. well you were playing right yeah and i mean i'm telling you last week it felt even better than what I won. And it was to do with patience and, you know, working on the right things and, you know, just relaxing and hitting the ball. It's, I mean, the ball's not moving. We don't need to create any more tension or, you know, just take a spot, try to hit it, and just go. So, Chase, like, people probably have no idea what the stress levels can get like for, for you guys out there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what uh, what's it like showing up now to the golf course as opposed to when you were really struggling? What, what's that overall difference? Well, there's not much stress in my life right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm driven, so I, I'm like, I've got to be disciplined in the coming weeks to take a week off, <laughs> and that's hard, right? <laughs> because um, you feel guilty you don't want to you don't want to miss an opportunity but at the same time you want to be well rested and ready for the more important tournaments coming up in the fall yep late early late fall do you do you, so, do you schedule your your breaks like that well I mean I you know out here it's been kind of hard because there's not not a whole lot of events but now I, I can I need to take at least a week or two off coming up so okay just kind of playing it by ear right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a little different, but I try to approach it like I was a hundred on the money list because there's still so much to play for and, you know, there's 11 more chances to win another tournament or finish top five, finish just the best you can, you know, they don't, they don't hold you back, (laughs) if that makes sense, (laughs) they don't stop you, (laughs) they don't say you're playing too good and you can't play anymore. Yeah. Unless you win three tournaments, and they do. 
That's right. Old battle, old battlefield promotion. Yeah. Hey, what's one thing that most people don't know about, like uh, like life on tour? What's uh, what's something you can share about that? Well, um, especially especially, when, especially when it comes to the mental aspect. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of it's basically the business of managing free time, right? Because <laughs> we're not always at the course for eight or ten hours a day. Because uh, you got to keep your body rested, mind rested. So, you know, it's hard traveling. I, I enjoy it, traveling city to city, and I deal with it in my own ways through my baths or Netflix or you know, most of the time you're pretty lonely. And I mean. Every now and then, people will come see me, and I'll hang out with my caddy and stuff like that. But I think uh, you know, it's not like we're playing for a team. It's it's kind of a team of one or two. You know, you and your caddy out here, so it can get a little lonely at times. But you know, you have a few buddies out here that you hang out with. But uh, I just try to treat it as a business, and you know, especially come like Tuesday, I start to kind of get in my routine for the rest of the week. You know, but you need a day or two to just kind of go with the flow, maybe play a little bit, but just rest your mind, rest your body. So I guess people probably don't know that, you know, we do pay for our own hotels, we do cover all our travel, you know, things like that. It's, it's those stresses add to people's lives on tour as well. Um, well, because it's kind of funny because, I mean, I've heard of, of you know, guys at events playing programs and the guys would ask him like are you sticking around to play the event like talking to the pro like i mean just yeah. just just crazy yeah. stuff i mean yeah i heard uh it was funny one of the guys that played in a group last week in the pro-am worked for web.com and his job is to try to get local media to realize that web.com is more than a golf tour <laughs> he's like no we're actually a business <laughs> we have three million customers and people just before they would have loved to know that it was a golf tour, I guess, but now they only think it's a golf tour. Yeah. So, yeah, you get weird stuff like that all the time. I mean, one guy asked me just last week. I mean, I'm riding high in the pro am, and he's like, "So, what'd you graduate with? This golf thing doesn't work out." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I think I'm doing all right, Joe. <laughs> I think it'll be just fine." That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Hey, so where uh, where can people follow you and um, I guess just learn more about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not huge on social media, yeah. but I'm sure I will get better. But it's at C-H-F-W-R-I-G-H uh, on Twitter. That's about it right now. Uh, but I'll get better at it in the future. Nice. And then just uh, PJTour.com, right? Yeah, PJTour.com. Currently... Uh, on the web.com tour but this fall will be a rookie on the PGA tour so put the little star next to my name that's awesome Chase thanks so much for joining us man I really appreciate you thanks Rob thank you for listening to the Mental Toughness Podcast if you like what you heard today please be sure to subscribe to our podcast you can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or visit our website at drrobbell.com